Hey, this is Dr. David. Welcome back to the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. I'm here with a special guest today. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, so I'm glad you tuned in today. This podcast is all about fresh starts. It's about new beginnings, resets, reboots, all those types of things. And every, team, every time that you tune into one of these podcasts, you're going to get a fresh start. This podcast is not just about problems and dilemmas and challenges. It's also about solutions and options and choices. And it's all about your ability to have a fresh start with every facet of your life each and every day. So welcome back. I'm glad that you're here again. Uh, like I said, I've got a really, really special guest on this episode. And I'm really, really excited about some of the things that she's done. She is the very de definition of, of being dynamic and being flexible and being strong and malleable and having tenacity and all those things. And you're going to find that out as soon as you start hearing from her. So um, welcome to the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. Welcome, Phoenix Soul. Thank you. Absolutely. Excited to be here. I'm so glad that you are here today. You look magnificent, as always. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can't wait to get into what's going on with your career oh and all gosh. your projects. You've got so much going on. I'm totally in awe of all the things that you managed to do. So I'm so glad to be here with you today. Thank you. Likewise. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me go ahead and get started. So welcome back, everyone. Um, as you know, this is the second season of the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. And uh, earlier today, I recorded a podcast all about time. And so if mm. you have issues with time and time management and time constraints and timetables and procrastination. I, I need to listen to that now. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, it'll be uploaded later on today. So okay. tune into that episode. It's all about time and it'll make you think about time mm. in some ways that you have not thought about before. So that episode will be new. Uh, I've already uploaded. I'll, I'll be uploading that soon and you'll be able to hear some things about it. But, you know, just some of the things that you want to think about in terms of time. When I was thinking about how I would approach the topic of time, I wanted a definition of time. And it was hard to find mm. one, but I created one. And the definition that I came up with was the movement of life mm. and the movement of living and also the clock of life. That's good. So those are just some interesting ways to think about time. The so definitely, life. Yeah, absolutely. And it follows the episode that I did most recently about spring and the energy of spring and the power of spring and the way that you should embrace and synchronize with spring so that you get more done. For sure. And so that you're working with nature and the natural balance of things and the seasons and not against them. I love it. Right? So- let me just kind of jump in. So today's topic is all about self-care and self-love. We often use those topics topics synonymously, those phrases synonymous, synonymously, but they're slightly different, right? Uh, and we'll kind of go through the definition, uh, the definitions of self-care and self-love, all those types of things. Self-care is an expression of self-love. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of how they differ. And there are a lot of different expressions of self-love. Mm -hmm. Self-care is just one of them. So we'll get into that. I also want to, um, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. Please share it with others. Please give it a five-star rating if you enjoy the experience here. Uh, I've already talked about some of the recent and upcoming episodes, but definitely get engaged. I also have started a 501c3 called The Resilience Project. I'm really excited about that. It's just getting off the ground. It's something that I wish had been around when I was a teenager or an adolescent, but the Resilience Project is a project that I created late last year, 
in order to help teens, adolescents, and young adults with life skills and life coaching so they don't become the next generation in need of psychiatric care. That's needed. And so definitely donate to this podcast uh, and stay tuned about for more about the Resilience Project. Also want to talk just a little bit about my Facebook groups. I'm a big believer in positive affirmations and daily motivational quotes. My books, uh, my two self-improvement books are chalked full of those, but you can join these groups for free. Two are private. Those are Fresh Start with Dr. David Facebook group. And then there's also uh, my group, The New Balance with Dr. David. But I also have a group called Grow, capital G-R-O-W. And that group is all about... um, positive affirmations, daily motivational quotes that you can share with everybody on Facebook and social media, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a public group. So definitely check out those groups on Facebook. You can also check me out on Facebook. Uh, You can also check out uh, Phoenix. So on on a bunch of different media, social media platforms, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. I also want to mention my practices. So I have five different practices, right? Um, The primary practice or the first one that I started is called MLC of Greater Atlanta, MLC of Greater Atlanta is a mental health and wellness practice, right? And it's for anything ranging from depression to anxiety to PTSD to trauma to life direction and focus, ADHD, any, anything that's a challenge for you and you want a holistic option. You don't just want pills thrown at you, right? Um, then check out my practice, uh, MLC of Greater Atlanta. There's also Atlanta coaching and hypnotherapy associates. That's a practice that I started in 2019. That practice is all about life coaching, self-improvement, self-development, self-empowerment, and hypnotherapy. And hypnosis works. All you have to do is check out one of my recent episodes that I did with one of my clients, May Lot, and she can tell you about that. And you can listen to what she said about her hypnosis session. Um, There is also Atlanta Health and Wellness Coaching, which I started in 2021. That practice is all about nutrition, diet, wellness, weight loss, weight management, and management of a chronic health condition. So if you have a chronic medical condition, like I do, like hypertension or diabetes or any other chronic health issue, it helps if you have a coach along the way to help you manage that condition. So check that out. And I also have a practice called the Atlanta Small Business Incubator. That's for anybody who wants to start or grow a small business to get it off the ground and make sure it has the foundation that it needs. That's the most important thing because most small businesses fail within 12 to 24 months, right? Um, And then my last practice, uh, which doesn't have a website, which is called Atlanta Academic Achievement. And that's a practice that'll be working with the Resilience Project as well, which is totally focused on study strategies, test-taking strategies, how to focus on your career, vocational activities, and things like that. So those are my practices. But anyway, um, I also have a upcoming speaking engagement. I will be doing uh, a presentation, a training for Amerigroup, the insurance company. So that's going to be next month. And so definitely stay tuned for that. So without further ado, I'd like to get to the topic today, uh, which is all about self-care and self-love, and to reintroduce my special guest today, Phoenix Soul. Hey, hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Thank you so much. So uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm so glad that you brought up this idea. And I would just want to say, this is her idea to do this live taping and everything. This is totally foreign territory for me. But as you'll find out, this is something that she's a professional at. She's a perfectionist at. She's great at. uh, And you'll find that out. So tell me all about yourself 
and what you do and what you, your businesses and your, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm rooted in artistry, uh, primarily music, right? So grew up performing, writing, producing, you name it. And while doing that, you know, I've had plenty of opportunities for media opportunities and speaking and really found myself loving that lane upon returning back to Atlanta. And so I have really locked in there and am the host of RSVP. Oh, wow which is a love, sex, and relationship show on ATL Talks Radio and iHeartRadio. And it's just been incredible. I do red carpet interviews. I've got new music and things that are coming out. And um, I have some entrepreneurial endeavors as well. So just a lot of things happening, but primarily music, media, you know, and just giving back to community in, in ways that I can. Wow, that's amazing. So Thank tell you. me, so let's explore some of this stuff. Okay. Right. So tell me, so tell me about the red carpet stuff and the and that stuff. So that's something about you I did not know. So I just okay. learned that today. So gotcha. tell me about that. Well, so with RSVP, you know, tons of different media opportunities. And while on the red carpet, you know, celebrities, influencers, whatever who's there, they're promoting, you know, whatever it is they're working on, right? Right. And so my emphasis is self-love, love, sex, and relationships on the show. So I like to ask really thought-provoking questions that make these individuals, you know, that are human, human. And wow. how can we learn from what you're doing and, you know, what you're doing behind the scenes and how does that enforce what you're putting out into the world? Wow. You know, so case in point, the other week I was uh, at... A, um, the Black Music Honors and Dallas Austin was there and I had the opportunity to talk to him about his lifestyle and he said diet is really big for him as well as biking. So these are things that are really important because there may be an up and coming producer that is trying to look for ways to incorporate well-being into their lifestyle and here you have someone that's immensely successful and these are the things that they do. So that's why podcasts like this and conversations that are just really authentic and really give people another angle into who these human beings are is really important in this time that we're in. Wow. I yeah. love the way that you phrase that. Can you say that what you said again? I don't even know what I about, said. <laughs> about humans being humans? Yeah, we're, we're all human beings. Yes. And so the, the emphasis behind everything that I'm doing right now is really just to start really dynamic conversations because I've worked with you for quite some time, right? And yes. have um, I have really amazing conversations. Right. And my thing was like, how can I take all of this information that I have in private and put it out in public because if you hear something and you like it, you may not adopt everything, but you may adopt a nugget that you can take and implement into your life that transforms everything for you. Right. And that may happen for this person and this person and this person. So that's the emphasis behind what I'm doing and love, sex and relationships and self-love is something that we're all engaging in. So why not start there? That's amazing. And, and, and RSVP. So I, I love that. So, Thank you. So does that stand for anything or is that just... It doesn't. I actually have a song. I have a song okay. called RSVP. Okay. And so everything is just kind of a spinoff from what already exists, right? Wow. So yeah, we're building the empire, building the brand. And let's, let's give it back to the center, the core, which was the music. That was the beginning. So it all just kind of ties in together. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank now, you. okay, well, so I learned something new about your <laughs> about RSVP. So right. I'll definitely have to tune into that For and sure. find all that stuff. And For then, sure, you know, post it online so that other others can find you. Thank you, uh, and secure your talents and things like that. Absolutely. And so, tell me a little bit about your other businesses. Now, you've got. Now you've got a lot going on. Just I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Too, I, and I get my, it. my aim, and especially for April, is about simplification. Right. I have been honing in on okay, these are the things that are before me, and this is what I'm focused on. Okay. So my other business is Gold Soul. And it is under the wellness umbrella. It is a luxury aromatherapeutic candle and oil brand. Yes. And I love candles. I love scents. You know, everybody that walks in is like, oh my gosh, it smells so good. I've always made my own oils. And so I'm like, why not monetize this? Absolutely. It really started though. The candles were the beginning and they started because I was looking for merch for my shows that was distinct to my brand. And my sister had a candle line and I was like, you know what? I got the information from her like on how to create and I just started creating it. And the next thing you know, like at my shows and at events, they would sell out. And I was like, okay, well, this took on a life of its own. Right. Let's let it keep going. So Gold Soul is alive and thriving and we've got some exciting things coming up. So tell me, so, so tell me about some of these. So, I mean, it does smell okay. great in here it, Thank you. and it changes the energy. Yes. Yes. Scent is is one of the. I think it's the only sense that has the power of shifting the brain. I believe it. So yeah, like it's so powerful. I always say wealth is a scent. You know, like it's yeah, like scent has so much power. So when I need to connect and just tap in, like it's scent that does it for me. And in terms of your scents, what are some of the favorites that you? Ooh, I love woodsy smells because they're very grounding. Right. I'm always doing something right and like super lofty. So I love, you know, any cedar woods, sandalwoods, you know, and what I found was really, really interesting when creating the candles is that there's layers to scent. So there's layers to where they hit you in your body. So if you need to ground, then again, the woodsy scents are what you want. If you want like heart openers, then that's going to be like your ambers, And that's going to be like warm tones that like really like open your heart. And then when you need to kind of, you know, uplift, then that's going to be lemongrasses and citruses and different flowers can hit you high, but they also hit you in the middle. So it's just, I know it's really complex. Like I learned that while creating the candles because I would put two scents together that would cancel each other out because they both hit in the middle. And so it was like, no, I need a bottom. I need a meat, you know, a middle and I need a top. It's all about balance. So the same thing goes for scent. It's really interesting. It's worlds and worlds, right? Uh, Yeah, I feel like I'm at the (laughs) cologne counter at, you know, Dillard's or whatever when you're trying to figure out during the holidays which scent to buy your mom or... So that, that makes so much That's yeah, why buying balance. scents for people is kind of hard. Yes. Unless you know them intimately yes. and you know what they need right. or what they're attracted to. Right. Like right now, it's funny, like with the candles, I have the mind, body, and soul candle, right? Okay. So depending upon what's going on in somebody's life, depends upon what they gravitate towards. If they gravitate towards the mind candle, they tend to be overthinking and they mm. need to balance their mindset. Right. Right. Soul is there on a spiritual journey. It's really fascinating. So you name you name the candles after what you're trying to achieve or what the what the goal is with that scent. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Good. Keep it simple. 
Yeah. I think the best things are just simple. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And I've heard you say that a few times. I'm, so, I'm, I'm a simple you're person. You're consistent like, about that. Yeah. And simplification is a great strategy for, for making life work. For sure. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. And And we'll recap this at the end, but just tell everyone about some of the presences that you have online. Okay, that, got people you. people can find you. Got you. Again, on the radio station, ATL Talks Radio, iHeartRadio, as well as I'm big on Instagram. Right. I really like to incorporate, you know, the videos and such. I'm on Facebook, you know, I'm on all the major platforms. However, Instagram is really like my, com- where I'm building a lot of community right. there as well as uh, YouTube okay, and, um, and on the radio and uh, on TV, you know, via those platforms. And in all those places, do you go, is it the same thing that they would search to find you? Phoenix Soul. Yes, I am Phoenix Soul. Okay. Yes, and okay. that's S O H L. I try to again keep it consistent, right? Keep it okay. pure. Keep it consistent. So they can find you all those places under that name. Great, mm-hmm. great, awesome. And I'll definitely be sharing that. Thank you. So yeah, so thank you so much for sharing that. For sure. um, so let's go ahead and get started and, and talk about self care and yes. self love. Yes. So before I say anything about just kind of the definitions of self love and self care and things like that. Tell me, tell me why you chose that topic and what it means to, to you. I chose the topic because it's very on brand with what I currently am delving into in terms of subject matter, but it's so imperative right now. Yeah. The times are so wild. Like I say it all the time. Like I feel like we live in Gotham city. Like you never know what's going to be happening. And so I have found that especially over the course of the past few months, my degree of like inner peace has been the sanctuary. If you don't have a space within yourself and in your environment to reconnect, to heal, to recharge, you're buck wild out here. So again, my emphasis is on helping individuals establish that peace within self. So then all other things are just, we're going to ride the waves, right? We're we're always surfing, but it's not a straight collision. It's just like, okay, like it's another thing. I've got my tools. We're going to move forward. Wow. You know, and what you just said reminded me of a bunch of things. So um, this is cool because this is a, a dialogue where I'm like learning and this is making me think mm. as well. So one of the things that you kind of mentioned was kind of like the up and down, like a wave, right? Yes. Like a wavelength. Yes. How energy travels. Yeah. Right. And that's so true about so many things that we do. Right. Um, it's true about music. Right. It's it's wavelengths. Right. It's true about energy. It's all true, true about microwaves or solar energy, all of it's like wavelengths. Everything. And it's ups and downs. And, you know, you're trying to maintain the equilibrium, right? Sure. Which which kind of makes you think about an equalizer when you think about music. Yeah. Right? You want to have the right mid-tones and the right treble notes and the right bass notes, and you don't want this to drown out that, like like mm. with the sense that you were talking about. For sure. So thinking about peace and self-care and self-love in Gotham City, which is <laughs> where we presently live with all the... The craziness, that's a perfect perfect analogy. And it makes me think about this too, which is which kind of interesting. Um, because, you know, um, 
during podcasts, I don't necessarily jump into politics. I try to stay away from that for the most Got part. You. Um, I try to stay away from religion. Um, but I do talk talk about spirituality and I talk for about sure. personality and I also for talk sure. about principles, right? Values and beliefs. Yeah. And I think those transcend politics and I think they transcend religion and spirituality too. For certain. Right? Because regardless of somebody's religion or regardless of their politics, they do have beliefs, things they believe in or things that they don't believe in. They do have values, mm-hmm. right? Things that they value or things they don't necessarily value as much, mm-hmm. right? And they definitely have principles and yeah. ethics, right? Yeah. And that's, I honestly think that's a big way that we kind of manifest our lives is based off those things. Yeah. And if you think about the world that we live in now and, you know, gosh, pandemics and inflation and some of the things that I've talked about in other episodes, there's a lot of chaos, and if you don't have that self-care, that self-love, that yeah. balance, those yeah. stabilizing factors that Maylot also talked about in a podcast, mm-hmm. it's tr- it's tough to stay afloat. Yes. Right? Would so you agree so. with that? Oh, a thousand percent. I see it every day. I Again, I engage with so many people that, and I, I attract just very interesting conversations. Again, right. I feel like people feel like they know they can talk to me. Right. And I hear the calamity. I hear the 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 chaos about the chaos, right? And so I also am looking at I'm looking at those that have practices and those that are engaging in a life of well being and those that are just out here trying to make it work. And they're it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So again, my aim is how can we keep it in the center, right? How can we keep it in the middle? And really, like you said, manifest our life. We're manifesting our lives. We're creating our lives amidst everything is happening around us for certain. But we are, our thoughts, our beliefs, our practices, our environments, our friendships, our support networks, we're creating this reality. So if we're not giving everything to being our best as much as possible or seeing where we can shift gears and and just create a little bit more calm, then we're kind of doing ourselves a disservice by choice because the choices are out here at this point. But that's why the information has to be just as, you know, relevant. You know, and, you know, one of the things um, I think one of the first appointments that you had at my office, I mentioned the word empath, right? Yes. You remember that? Oh, for certain. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember that too. And you know, and the funny thing about it is in terms of and I talked about this in the in the podcast about spring and I talked about it in a couple of other podcasts, it's just kind of the way that people feel and sense energy, right? Yeah. I mean, you can if somebody turns on a stove or a heater or they turn on the heat, you can feel, you can it, feel it. But you can feel other people's energy too. And when their energy is nervous or chaotic or reckless or <laughs> selfish or Ooh. evil, you can a thousand percent. And the same thing is true with self-care and self-love. When people love themselves, mm. you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can feel the love. It's mm-hmm. like a wavelength, just like music or anything else. Right. You know, um, and, you know, I guess, you know, since I'm a music lover and the older I get, the more I gravitate towards some of the greats from, you know, the 50s, 60s and 70s, especially. Um, I was born in 1973, but some of the music that came out during that time period is just... You know, mm. the 60s and 70s is just incredible. Mm. And, 
you know, and when I think about, you know, the energy that I feel from people, yeah, you know, I think about people like Teddy Pendergrass and I think about, hmm. you know, I think about those artists and I think about some of the energy that they give off. For sure. And when I see people who seem to be taking good care of themselves, there's a calming energy, mm. a serenity, mm. a stillness, mm-hmm. a peace, a calm that I can feel. For sure. And I feel that from you all Thank the you. time. Thank you. So, so, I so, <laughs> so, 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 so before we kind of jump into the definitions of self-care and self-love yeah. and just kind of the talking points, tell me a little bit about your journey to self-love and self-care and kind of, and I'll talk about mine too, if you don't for mind. Sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I remember being in a very, like, interesting point in my life, and it was a long time ago, Um, and I was like, I need something, and I'm one of those people, like, I ask and it is given, like, I'm like, God, help, right? Right. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was, I was in college, she was in the wellness industry and she was like I have someone you can talk to she does Reiki and I don't know I didn't know nothing about Reiki I just knew (laughs) I asked this came in I'm gonna do it that's the kind of person I asked I asked I don't know about it I'll look it up and then if it seems cool I'm going for it so I did change my life wow literally going in Reiki did going in and having that experience I laid down on a table. I just remember crying and like feeling the power of Reiki and her shifting my energy. Wow. From that was just like so much like chaos and uncertainty. And and then when I left, I felt so at peace. And I was like, whatever this is, I need more of that. And so wow. I did not, I did not learn or really like invest much into Reiki at the, you know, moving forward. But I was able to get back in line with my practices, right? So flash forward to a summer in New York. And my sister was like, hey, I met this woman and we were going to go to her house. Okay. So we go to her house (laughs) and she's a Reiki master. Oh, wow. Okay. Long story, make a long story longer, a weekend By the end of the weekend, I was a Reiki practitioner. Wow. And at that point, like, I was able to give myself Reiki. I was practicing on my friends and my family and the community. And I really got into, I've always been an empath. We talked about, you know, being an empath. And I never knew. It was very challenging for me because I almost feel like energy used me. Yes. And I did not know how to use energy. Yes. So when I found Reiki, it gave me a a way to understand that, oh, that's your energy over there. This is my energy right here. I'm experiencing what you're experiencing. So let me back up and experience what I need to experience. And I don't think that people really have that degree of awareness because it's very subtle. Yes, It takes time to develop an understanding of what energy feels like and how to shift it. So it's been, that was the start for me, but I've always eaten very well. I've always been the one person in my family that, you know, we're all athletes, but food was very important for me and consistent 
well-being was very important to me. So whether it's acupuncture, whether it's Reiki, you know, my, my food intake, my entire lifestyle, because I'm a sensitive being. And if I don't, if I don't invest in myself, I will crash. Other people, and I, I've always kind of been envious of people that can just do whatever, but like, that's just not me. I'm very sensitive to everything, really, to the foods, to, you know, any substances. I don't really drink often because it, it doesn't do anything for me, you know? So I just have to be, I've had to be mindful of myself and learn ways to govern myself because I was always different. And I think that helped me. I always was like, dang, I'm so different from everybody else. And I wanted to kind of fit in a little bit more. But that wasn't an option for me. Right. So I had to develop my own and always had to be individualistic in who I was. And that taught the people around me. That informed the people around me. And then when I start to see things shift and I start to see them shift right. as a result of the things that they were learning from me, I was like, I'm on. Like, this is, this is I'm on the path. And I just kept that going and it's continued to expand. And now it's about at one point, again, because I've always been different. At one point, it wasn't accepted and it wasn't acceptable. So it was almost like there was an aspect of myself that I had to hide. Right. And this has been a part of my life for, for most of my life. You know, so now it's people are open to talking about healing. People are open to alternative therapies. People are open to eating well. So now my lifestyle and my expertise is what people are looking for. So it's my opportunity to give back and to inform based on a life that I've had to create just for my well-being and my success. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love that. You know, when, when, when new clients come into my office, I can tell right away if they're empathic or not. I can just mm. feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. And, and even though during the first initial consultation session, I don't like to necessarily share that much. Usually the, one of the things that I share with people who I know are empaths when they come in for the first appointment is this, if you're empathic, one of your life lessons is going to be to learn to control it and turn it off sometimes. Yes. Right? Yes. Because it's like a frequency. It's it's like a, a something you can tune into that most people can't. Yeah. And if you're always tuned into everything that everyone else is doing and feeling and thinking, it's tough to feel your own stuff. It really is. And navigate your own. You really helped me with that so much to the point where I love to see the the growth, right? So I was at an event and I felt this energy and I used to be someone that would take it on and want to know why or why is this like that or what? And it was like, you know what? It's not my energy. Right, right. And being able to really create boundaries. Yes. And just say, you know what? I don't have to dive into that. That's not where I'm at. That's not who I am. You know, I know my energy. Let me ground myself. Let me shift my thoughts and get back into alignment with where I'm headed. You know, you that happened last week and I felt so good to navigate it because it used to be a point where it took me a week, a month to heal from it. And then it took me two weeks to heal from something that happened. And then it took me a week to heal from it. And now it's like in a matter of hours. 
I can go in and shift it up because I have the tools and I've repped it. It's a muscle that I've been able to rep and say, you know what? Okay, how you think is how you think. How I think is how I think. It's perfectly fine. You're perfectly perfect as you are. So am I. And I'm going to keep this party going and stay focused mentally and emotionally and spiritually on what I've got going on and the energy that I'm putting there. You know, and the funny thing about it, too, is I, I one of the ways that I kind of figure out how something works or why it works that way is by the word itself. Right. Mm. So when you think of it, and I've, I've never really thought about it to, because you kind of awakened some stuff in my mind in terms of thinking about that word empathic. But now that I think about it, if you just dissect the word empathic, mm-hmm. think about it, M, M. meaning inner. Right. Yeah. And path yeah. means journey. Mm. Right. And then ick, which is the state of things. Right. So yeah. empathic is all about the state of your internal journey. And wow. I never thought about it like wow. that until now. Empathic. Sound effects. Empath- <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> empathic. Right. I never thought about it that way. And, and but it is M means inner and path means journey. Yeah. Or the road that you take. So that's really what that is about. That's and powerful. so if somebody's empathic, then what they can what it means to me is that they can sense someone else's internal journey. For and that's sure. a gift. That's a talent. It is a gift. And I can feel it. I could feel it with you as soon as you walked in the door. Mm. As soon as you even before you sat down, I could feel it. I was mm. like, she's empathic. Mm. And and the funny thing about it is I can feel it now. I have to say I have a lot more female clients than I have male clients, even though I have male clients too. Um, but with the female clients, the ones who are empathic, I can feel it a mile away mm. as soon as I walk out to the waiting room. Interesting. Um, and you know, and one of the things that I do is you'll notice if you ever come for, you know, when you come for an appointment in my office, you hear ocean waves, yes. you hear something. And basically part of what that does is kind of, it modulates the energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it helps in terms of imparting some calm and some peace as soon as she, and that's part of what I try to do I really want to create it with my office I try to create an environment that's welcoming to people and that they feel peaceful or at peace for sure right as soon as they walk in love that no and it does it, you definitely feel that yeah so um and you know and the interesting thing about it in terms of the the topic of being empathic or feeling things is kind of the notion of self-care mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. self-care and self-love and, um, and I, you know, I was born in 1973. One of my favorite science fiction shows growing up was, was Star Trek. And they had an episode, which was novel at the time. Uh, Star Trek kind of turned the corner on a lot of stuff, you know. Mm. It's one of the first TV shows that had a major African-American actress, right? Lieutenant Uhura. Okay. Right? Um, you know, but Star Trek in- introduced a lot of different things. But they had an episode with an empath. And in this wow. episode... People would have an illness like cancer or a skin condition or something, and she would touch them and she would take on their stuff. Wow. Right? Yeah. And I think that's real talk. That's real talk. Well, and I think that episode, I I don't know if I got it when I saw it at age five or six, but it's, it's a testament to the notion or the concept or the belief that if you are empathic, if you sense and feel things from other people, it's gonna be tough for you to sense and feel what's coming from you and to care for you if you're always trying to care for other people. And my experience has been that most of the clients that I have who are empathic invest so much in taking care of the people around them that they neglect themselves. 
Not I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear that. But I, I've right. had to learn it. Right. And that's yes. why I will say that's why it's so important. I, I talk to Brax about this all the time and other people. I am so mindful of everything I ingest. Yes. I am mindful of the things that I listen to. I am mindful of the things that I eat. I am mindful of the people that are around me because I am a sponge. Right. Right. And what will not affect someone else who is not existing on this empathic journey will absolutely affect me. Yes. So I'm very, I've learned, I've had to learn strong boundaries and I've been able to create, you know, even in walking into, you know, this space, I've kind of, I create oases, I create environments of, of well-being and of good energy. So when you walk in, you come into my world. Right. You know, and my world shifts you not the other way around. Right. So I, I remember reading a book that was really powerful for me, Power Versus Force. And it, it mm. really awakened the power of having dynamic energy because it spoke of like the Dalai Lama can walk in, not say a thing and affect thousands of people. True. And so I'm like, okay, because I always felt that when I walked in the room that I was at, at the mercy Right. Of whatever existed. No, I can walk in and shift this whole thing. So as a performer, as yeah. a host, I, I heard this the other day, like, wow, you really have the ability to bring it back to the center. You gotta, if you're an empath, True. you gotta learn empowerment. And that's really what I learned from you, because I think up until a point, I was out here just blowing in the wind. And it's like, no, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to create this space for myself that's nourishing, nurturing, and supportive. And I'm going to I'm gonna nest. And that's what I do. I nest. And then I can go out in the world and give powerfully and then come back in and nest. And those that are in my space feel that, feel that energy of nesting. And they embody it and end up taking better care of themselves and tapping into themselves. And tapping into that energy. Yes, got to. You know, I was so, um, I'm always amazed by people. And I think, you know, I think I learn as much from my clients as, as hopefully they learn from me. I really do. I was amazed when um, when I did an episode with Maylot. Yes. And Shout out to Maylot. Right, right. I, I know, that's right? That's my accountability partner. We connect is, every week and is, we have for so about awesome. a year and some change. I love so, that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, when I approached her about the possibility of doing a, a podcast, because like you, she's a client that I've seen grown so much and, and like invested so much. And, you know, if you haven't tuned into that episode, because um, it's all about stability, but that's mm. not actually the topic that I approached her about. I said, well, you know, we could do if you want to do a podcast, we could do one about anxiety or things like that. Right. But she turned it around. And she said, let's do it about stability. Period. Right? Which is the opposite of chaos. Period. Uh, and I, or instability. And I said, that's brilliant. The same thing, I thought the same thing when you came up with the topic. Because I was like, well, we could talk about life direction. We could talk about, you know, how expressing yourself artistically changes things and all this kind of things. And you said self-care and self-love. And I was like, oh, wow, that's music to my ears. I love yeah. hearing that. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, one of the things, too, as I get older, I'll be 50 this year. I think one of the things that really, really makes self-care and self-love, which I'm glad we're talking about it, so important is because I think, and this is just my opinion, as someone who's about to be 50 this year, 
and, you know, was born in the 70s when technology and computers and smarter devices were just coming out, is I think that technology is making it in some ways harder for people to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Because I think people are so tuned into technology these days, right? And when I say technology, I don't just mean their phones and their their pads and tablets and things like that. I also mean stuff like Netflix and a lot of other things. And I think in a sense, depending on the content that you're taking in, some of that stuff can zap your ability to take care of yourself and your time too. And some things add to it. Do you agree with that? Oh, for sure. I am very much so, because I grew up, I'm a military child and I lived in Japan. Right. Oh, wow. And so I experienced Zen environments. Oh, wow. And so feng shui is very important to oh, me. Oh, nice. So even in here, I am i don't have a lot of electronics. There's a TV upstairs. Right. I just understand the power of, like, what that will do to you. Okay. Even in, like, I don't have the phone beside me when I sleep. It's across the room. Nice. Because all of these vibrations, right, all of these frequencies, they affect you. Yes. And if you're not getting out into the world and getting in nature and taking in sun and breathing in and really invigorating your body, you're, you're like, if it's almost like you're walking around electrocuted. Vibrating. Vibrating. With the stuff around exactly. you. Exactly. And right? you never have calm. Yes. So you can't create it because you live in a world where that doesn't even exist and you've never unplugged. So we we have to develop habits and create our environments that allow us to unplug. And that's completely from the electronics that's going outside. Like being in water, being near water, being on land, putting mm-hmm. your feet on the ground, the nature of what, you know, our great, 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 greats did to stay balanced. We got to really tap in. And that's where life, I think that's where life gets beautiful because what we, I remember hearing that the people that feel the most alive are the people that are connected to their senses. Yes, so that's seeing, that's True. touching, that's tasting, that's feeling. smelling, feeling. And so none of the electronics can't give you that. You can see. True. You know, but like can you can you hear the the hear what's happening, the the, the orchestra or the symphony or right. you know, can you taste this food and it be incredible and be delicious and it feeds your body and your cells? Can yes. you smell that's what makes you alive. It's not about being connected to these things. It's sure. about being connected to yourself. You know, I just had kind of an insight. Um, when you think about the weather and you think about like tornadoes, you know, there have been a lot of weather events. But, you know, what you just said just kind of made something pop in my head. And it's this. Some of the technology that's out there that people have a hard time disconnecting from, it's kind of like being in, a, in an earthquake, where the, the ground is vibrating, yeah, and you don't have any stillness, right? Yeah. Um, wow, I hadn't thought about that. And I'll then to... you wonder why your right. cre- your your environment, your relationships, your work, you know, your work relationship with your boss, or everything is volatile and because chaotic. you're in in chaotic because you're in chaos. You're in the energy of chaos. You cannot create from outside of yourself. You can only create what exists right here in this moment. So if I am invested in peace, I am focusing my mind, I'm going to do a quick little meditation. When I step out, I can create something from that that 
embodies that energy. But if I'm in here yelling, screaming, cussing, listening to this, when I go out, I'm creating the same thing. You know, and the funny thing uh, about what you just said is all the data backs that up. Um, Because I did an episode, uh, I did an episode in season one about depression, Mm. right? And I looked up, I had to look up a lot of statistics about depression, uh, some of which were off. I think they were, Mm. some of the numbers were way lower than that. Uh, the numbers suggested that almost nobody has depression. I just don't believe that. Not in this Not world. Not at this point. But yeah. you know, the funny thing that you kind of made me think about is this concept here. The more technology that we get, the higher the rates of anxiety, yeah. depression, yeah. PTSD, trauma, ADD, and all those things, especially in kids. And they are more introduced to technology than anything else. And suicide rates among children are just skyrocketing, which is Another reason why I'm starting the Resilience Project to help kids like this. But when you look at, you know, children, young children, teens, adolescents, and young adults, depression rates, anxiety rates, um, ADHD rates are skyrocketing at the same time that technology. And now we've got AI. Now we've got chat GPT and all this other crazy stuff and all these races. And the funny thing about it, which, you know, just kind of like from a social aspect Uh, But also from a psychological aspect is, you know, now you've got all these pioneers of technology, Elon Musk and, you know, Bill Gates and all these people who are at the top of technology going, oh, wait, we need to hold off. Let's put a break on things for 60, you know, what they say, I think six months or something like that. It's too late now. The genie's out of the bottle. Mm. How are you going to put it back in? You Mm. can't. You mm, can't. mad scientist. It's like, like oh. the Garden of Eden. You know, once you open up the genie, it's too late. But anyway. I, I love what you said about the children uh, because I talk about this very often. I started coming to you because I was experiencing night terrors. Yes. And during the day, I I'm forgot about very, that. yeah, very powerful. I can decide, okay, I have tools to shift. And so... I was able to distract myself and do what I needed to do there. But at night, I could not turn it off. And no matter where I went, it would not stop. And so it was like I woke up that period of rest. I just did not have that, you know, for a period of time. And that taught me so much. But it really taught me just going back to childhood, you know, how you grow up in a certain environment and your nervous system is created Yes. in that environment. Absolutely. And my nervous system was created in uncertainty. Yes. And so that lived inside of me and I did not know it even existed. Right. So it's so important for us to be very protective of our children and guard their minds and guard their access I love I love technology. Yeah. I do because it's helping us expand to people across the world True. and it's helping us do so many things very easily. True. But every my like my grandma says, everything in moderation. Yes. So, okay, that's cool, but when do you turn it off? When do you separate because again, what you are what is reflected in your life, if you don't love it, got to make some changes and it probably is rooted in what you're not doing to calm yourself calm your nervous system calm your thinking 
so that you can recenter. You know, and, and it's, you know, what you just said made me think of something. And I, I, I believe that it came out either in 2022 uh, and 2021. I don't want to get too much off topic so we can keep yeah. on time <laughs> so we don't go too long. Um, but, you know, one of the things that that reminds me of is a study that they did either uh, a study. I can't remember if it was an observational study or a retrospective study or what kind of study it was. But they it was a study that they did either in 2022 or 2021. And it was basically how all these kids, when they talk, when they spoke about what would make them the most depressed, it was taking away their phone. Mm, and interesting. and it, it was I couldn't believe it because it was just like, well, if your mom went away, what would you feel if and the phone was at the top of the list? And it's and I was just thinking, you know, if some kid is going to be more disturbed from having their phone taken away than one of their parents going away for a week, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. You know, that's 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 telling. That takes me back to <clears throat> living life. Mm hmm. So many adults aren't living life. Yes. So they're not teaching their children how to live life. Yes. And we're living lives through our phone. You can't live your life through your phone. You can't live your life through this outside device. Get out. Go for a hike. Be together. Be connected. Go for a picnic. Be together. We have to teach our children how to connect and how to really live life separate of these devices that help us expand, but that's not going to make you a better person. That's not going to connect you to yourself. That's not going to teach you how to, you know, connect with the divine in your soul. We have to teach, we have to live life. And yeah. That's and just you know life. what that makes me think about too, uh, which I think is a really, really important uh, concept and why spirituality, whatever that means to you is so important, is the difference between tapping into energy that zaps and energy that's renewable and that gives, right? Yeah. And that's, I think that's the difference. I think when you commune with nature, whether it's on your deck in the morning or taking a walk or a hike or you know, taking a trip or something like that, you're tapping into renewal energy. You're getting back energy. But when, the more you tap into technology and devices, a lot of times you're losing energy. For sure. Right? And I talked about the same kind of concept when I did the podcast earlier today about time. There are things that take your time away, yes. which zap your time, make you lose time or waste time. And there are things that give you time mm. and allow you to create time and make time. Deep. Right. So let's start talk about some of the I'm going to go into some of the definitions. And obviously, I don't want to focus just on definitions and things like that. But I'm going to go into some of the things that I found online. Right. 